which it pleases me to do. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. Cause I wake up already the negatives and I'm buying up my views. So don't nobody bring me no bad news. Now, if we're gonna be buddies, you better bone up on the rules. Cause don't nobody bring me no bad news. You can't be my best of friends as opposed to paying dues. But don't nobody bring me no bad news. Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever. My name is Jonathan North, and today we're continuing our series on L. Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz. Today we're going to be looking at two different adaptations of the Broadway musical The Wiz, starting with the original 1978 production starring Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. Last year when I originally recorded this one, I remember that Rachel Wagner had mentioned being in a school play where they performed this musical, so I thought she'd be a good one to talk about this version. Then, while doing my research for the episode, I discovered there was a live musical version that had aired on NBC a few years before, so I thought it might be fun to watch both of them and compare the two. I guess we can start with maybe how familiar we are with this story, because before I watched it for this, I was not familiar with this version at all. The only memory I have of even knowing this existed was coming across the DVD in a Best Buy and thinking, what is this? I've never heard of this before. (laughs) And that was like 10 years ago or more. Maybe I'd heard mention of it a couple times after that, because I think I'd heard somebody mention like the black version of the Wizard of Oz. But other than that, I I had no idea what this was. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with it. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, my theater uh, group, uh, my, my um, high school uh, drama club did this play, did this musical. And we had our uh, professor, was, our teacher was named um, uh, Mr. Naselrod. And he was, had super, super energy. And he had really built up the program to be something special and one of the top ones in the whole uh, state. And uh, it, it's such a great show for high school because it has so many leads. So, ever, uh, so many people get a song within the the show which is not always the case in other musicals plus it has lots of chorus parts too which is what you want for a high school musical you know they then pretty much any kid can participate because uh, it has huge chorus scenes with the flying monkeys with the munchkins with you know a lot of different scenes but then i mean just there's really there are so many aunt may has a solo obviously dorothy has solo uh, the wizard has a solo the, um, you know, all of her companions each have solos. Uh, the, uh, the witches have solos. Uh, and so there's, it's just nice that way so that a lot of people can participate, which is what you want in high school musical. And so it was really fun. We had a great time, even though we were all a bunch of white kids and in suburban Maryland, uh, we still had a lot of fun. I would think it, it maybe the more PC is that maybe the, the soul version of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, the wizard of Oz. And, uh, so yeah, I have very, very happy memories. I, 
the 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 hardest part for me in any kind of theater is is any kind of dancing it's very very difficult for me to learn dancing i i think it's i have a slight little bit of dyslexia and it's just hard for me to get the 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 moves down and someone will show it to me and i'll have it for like 30 seconds and then i'll go like two minutes and like, okay, do it. I'm, it's completely gone. I completely forgot. Like, it's very, very, very difficult for me to learn dancing. And so I had to work so hard to learn the, these dances in the, to be in the chorus, uh, the munchkins and the flying monkeys chorus. And it was kind of sad because our, uh, our teacher, Mr. Nizarod, he let that was, this was his last play that he did for us. And then we got a new teacher who was like fresh out of college and uh, she, she had really strange tastes. Like she kept picking things that were very outdated and I don't know why she did. It was still fun, but wasn't as much fun as, as doing the ones that he had done. But uh, she did do uh, Bobby Birdie, which is another great one for high school that has a ton of chorus scenes and a ton of, uh, a ton of solos. So Anyway, uh, that was kind of my high school experience. Had you seen the movie when you did the when you were in the musical? We watched it together, and I've never been a big fan of the movie. I I think that it has a lot of problems. Yeah, the movie. I don't want to say I didn't like it because I think I did, but there was there were several things about it that I was like this could have been so much better. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to have a Wizard of Oz when you miscast Dorothy so egregiously. I mean, Diana Ross is way too old to be playing Dorothy. I think she's that was way, one of my biggest issues with it. Yeah, and she's just way too much of a sad sack. I know that Dorothy is supposed to be kind of troubled, and but there's always, because she's a child, not a... <laughs> I don't know how old mm-hmm. Diana Ross was, but in her late thirties, I think uh, that there's something kind of whimsical about her, something kind of hopeful about her, uh, something kind of sweet about her, uh, and it just it, it it just feels so mopey in this movie. And I, I just feel like the the film is very joyless. And there's just not uh, any anything that's fun, except for maybe a little Michael Jackson. Uh, the and it's just. Yeah, it's not great. And I don't even really like the way that it's filmed. I don't think the choreography is very fun. I I don't think anybody really has chemistry. It's just it's just a miss. It doesn't work. So Yeah, it's just I don't I don't really know how to describe it because on the one hand, I really liked the different reinterpretations of things. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it seemed like it was executed badly. <laughs> Like, I like what they were going for, but they didn't quite get to where they were wanting to go, I feel like. It's hard to really explain, but Dorothy was one of the biggest problems because she just, like, at the beginning, I was like, she's so sad. Like, and then I was thinking, well, this is probably how she is at the beginning. This is, this is going to be her character arc. Yeah. She's going to be a lot better by the end. And no. she wasn't. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> so that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I I didn't realize, like, the only version that I'd ever heard of was the movie version. I didn't realize that it had started as a play. I thought the play was based on the movie. Uh, <laughs> and right. so 
watching the movie and then starting to read about it and then finding the new version from 2015, I realized that the movie version was based on the play and the movie version changed a lot. Like there was, there was so much that was a lot closer to the book in the play, which I was really surprised by. Like in some ways I feel like the whiz is more faithful to the book than the wizard of Oz was. Mm -hmm. Especially like even in little things like the silver shoes, like the Ruby slippers of course are now iconic, but that's one thing that they were a lot closer Mm -hmm. to. They included some like minor characters and creatures. It's one of the hard things about anybody making new versions of wizard of Oz is because all of the iconic things that were part of the original movie for the most part are all trademarked by, by Mm -hmm. MGM. And so nobody can really use uh, the, the Ruby slippers. There's just a ton of stuff. And so it makes it difficult to make something that uh, feels uh, that I feel like they have to kind of dig deeper, which I guess could be interesting, but I don't know. I, I just, I haven't liked any versions of movie versions of wizard of Oz. Uh, the only, the only, follow-up versions i i've liked are in the in theater with uh with wicked and then with this mm-hmm. uh in theater i, I don't know if some of the movies it just isn't it just doesn't work for me so but i really like the the play i have very fond memories of it and the the live one like you're saying two, 2015 is way more joyful way more fun mm, uh, way better definitely. cast uh it's it still has some of those awkward things that you get in live musicals. Uh, but that's also kind of the charm of these live musicals. Uh, and it's certainly, it's, it's certainly up there in the, I think the top quadrant of these live musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you compare it to something like, I don't know, like Peter Pan was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> A lot of them have been super cringy, but, uh, but this one I thought was pretty good. I've never seen any of the other live musicals. I remember hearing that they were, making them but i never ended up watching any of them yeah and then after i watched this one i was like well this was really good maybe i should go back and look and i was like oh they have peter pan i wonder what that's like but now you're saying it's horrible (laughs) it was terrible uh the yeah there's a bunch that were really really bad the hairspray is quite good uh i liked that one a lot um i haven't seen all of them i heard the the rent one was was a huge problem because the uh the guy, one of the guys playing a, uh, one of the lead characters, uh, I guess, broke his uh, foot in in uh, the final rehearsal, and so they mm. actually used the they actually broadcast, I guess, the the final rehearsal, which didn't look as good as what they had planned. So mm. I don't know. I was like, how how could they not have an understudy? That's crazy to me. But yeah. uh, evidently, I, that's what I heard. But. But yeah, they they they've done so many of them uh, that. Uh, but I I really disliked the sound of music, but I have huge nostalgia for the original. Anyway, there've been a bunch of them. <laughs> they did Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I didn't watch that one. Uh, and they all do pretty well. They get pretty good ratings. Uh, they did the uh, the Christmas Story musical, which I actually liked. A lot of people hated it. I thought it was cute but I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. So <laughs> what can I say, uh, but yeah, anyway, there's, that was, I think I would much more recommend watching the live than the movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 
-hmm. Yeah, the movie was interesting, but I can't say that I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed seeing how they interpreted different things. But when I watched the 2015 one, then I was like, I love this version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I really lo- love that version. It was yeah. just so, like you said, joyful. It was so much more joyful than the movie. Yeah. The movie was just, it, it kind of was dark yeah. in, in some weird ways. And the, the 2015 live version didn't have that issue at all. Agreed. I kind of want to go through the scenes just to talk about the differences between the versions. Okay. Because there's some, there's some big differences that I was not expecting. Like when I, I watched the movie first, of course, so it's, it opened up with them living in New York. I don't know where they were living exactly, but it kind of reminded me of the Cosby show a little bit, or I got like yeah. reading rainbow and Sesame street vibes from it too, just because they all had that kind of, I don't know, 70s-ish vibe back when I was really little watching Sesame Street and Reading Rainbow and the mm-hmm. Cosby show. And the whole opening scene with the them at home, like I think it was Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, it's supposed I to just, be in Harlem. In okay. I was like having flashbacks to Cosby show, Sesame Street and Reading Rainbow. I don't know why. Yeah, It was a weird mix, but it, that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. And I liked that scene, but... The song, I and even before I'd seen the the 2015 version, I was like, this song seems so out of place. This does not seem like somewhere where this song should be going. Like, why is she singing to this random girl? Because I knew who Dorothy was. So I was like, this girl is not Dorothy. And then she was just going around singing this song to all these different people. It's like, who are these people? Why is she yeah. singing to them? It was just weird. And I, the song seemed okay but i didn't really like that part of the scene and then you have toto the the whole scene with her like getting swept away in the tornado that was weird because first toto runs out the door into the blizzard i was like yeah animals do not do that if an animal (laughs) is inside and it is there's any sort of inclement weather the animal does not want to go outside you have to make them go outside if they're going to use the restroom (laughs) yeah i think that uh also one of the things the original wizard of oz does well is that they're able to keep aunt m and uh uncle henry likable uh even Mm -hmm. though they're kind of you know a little bit tough i would say a little bit yeah uh, because they because you see mrs gulch and she's taking away Dorothy's puppy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see Aunt M kind of ream out Mrs. Gulch. Mm-hmm. And so that immediately kind of endears you to her, even though she's kind of a tough cookie. And I feel like a lot of these other versions kind of miss that. And so it makes for the whole, especially Return to Oz, like Aunt M's the worst in that. And so it makes her a journey to try to get home feel less compelling uh, than mm. it is in because because in wizard of oz by the time she meets the peddler she's basically pretty much ready to go back and he just gives her you know a little speech or everything and then she heads back but then gets in the storm and so i don't know i i, I feel like the tone is an underrated part of why that movie is such a masterpiece is because 
they're able to really get you sort of you're so engaged in all of the characters and you're really really rooting for for dorothy and you just become so attached to her that is true with her aunt and uncle in this movie i wasn't attached to them at all no like and it was the whole scene was kind of weird because they were at least her aunt was trying to get her to quit her job teaching little kids to go teach teenagers and I was thinking those are two totally different jobs. Why does she think that she would even want to do that? Like if I were given the choice between teaching little kids and teenagers, I would pick little kids any day. And Mm -hmm. I don't even particularly want to teach little kids, but that seems like a way better job than teaching teenagers. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer to teach if I, if I had to pick who do I want to teach? I would teach, I would teach in college or like a community college, I think would be the best, Yeah, but but yeah, no, I agree with you. And like, she's a grown up. Like it feels, it just feels so much less authentic and just makes yeah. her character very awkward because she's not a child. Like Dorothy is a child, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, I, I already was thinking it was kind of weird that she was 24. And then it was even weirder when I found out she was like mid thirties. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was she doing her age didn't need to be a problem, but everything about the way she was acting made it a problem. I think it yeah. just, it didn't really fit well. Mm-hmm. Like it would have, if you were going to have Dorothy be older, it would almost make more sense. I don't know. Like if you maybe added some kind of romance, maybe, I don't know because it's just, why would she want to go back to the situation where she's mm-hmm. like her, her dream, no place like home should be, her getting her own place, like getting away from these people. Yeah. She's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't work uh, to me. And it just, the movie can't recover from Diana Ross's and a kind of terrible acting and terrible performance. Even, uh, yeah, it's just, it can't recover. <laughs> from that. Yeah. It, but it wasn't know. that great, but no, she wasn't the only weird choice. Because especially in like the next scene, <laughs> when she goes out to chase down Toto, there's a snow tornado. <laughs> yeah, a it's tornado. Like, I know that snow tornadoes can exist, but they are extraordinarily rare. And as far as I know, they cannot happen in the middle of a blizzard because they need warm air colliding with cold air to create the cyclone. And like... A blizzard is just plain cold air. That's it. So, and then the fact that it's traveling down the center of the street, not touching any of the houses, just coming straight for her. And this is supposed mm-hmm. to be actually happening. Like, this is not a dream situation like the the original MGM version. This is literally mm-hmm. happening. So this snow tornado is just traveling down the street, <laughs> coming straight after her. All right. <laughs> it looks like something that's going to have, like, sharks in it or something. Mm-hmm. Like it does yeah. look really really bad it yeah. was just it was weird and then she doesn't have the house like that was another thing that that i was sort of confused by like because i later found out that she does have the house in the version the stage version and yeah. the 2015 version she's she's a child in that version and that that actually made a whole lot of sense especially with her having recently lost her parents and now having right. to live with her aunt and uncle and that's where the tension was coming from and I, and I should mention that when they had that song in the 2015 version, I was like, this makes 
so much more sense. And yeah. I liked that song in that that way. In right. that version, it made so much more sense. Right. But yeah, anyway, the, the farmhouse. She doesn't have the farmhouse. And so she gets swept up. And then the way they have her kill the witch is she hits some big street sign that says Oz when she's falling down into the land of Oz. And the, the Oz sign is what kills the witch. And she lands in some kind of a grain bin. And I was like, what is this? Like, right. <laughs> do you know what that was supposed to be? Like, this is, Oz is supposed to be like inner city version of Wizard of Oz. So there's no grain bins as far as yeah. I know. Like, what is this? <laughs> Maybe bread processing plant or something? Maybe? I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't I know. No <laughs> <laughs> New York this- was different in the 70s. <laughs> Well, it's the magic version of New York, so maybe it's like magic grain. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. There. <laughs> oh, and I totally forgot to mention while she's like flying in the tornado, there's like, and you find out later who it is, but there's this gigantic celestial sky goddess watching her, and she's like surrounded by all these star babies. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was so weird that I actually liked it. It was like, this is so weird. I really like this choice. Mm. But then you don't see this see her again till the end when you find out it's actually Glenda. But right. it was just such a random thing to have happen. <laughs> like it doesn't serve any purpose. She's just random sky goddess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What one of the songs is is your favorite? Um I want to say ease on down the road yeah. because that one just got stuck in my head a lot, but I really liked slide some oil to me. Mm-hmm. That one was fun as well. I really like not as much in the movie, but I ease on down the road is, is one of my favorites. It It is a bit of an earworm, but it's a, it's really a fun song. And, uh, and then I really like uh, her, her song home just as i again i don't particularly love it in this version but uh the the song itself i think is such a pretty song well i do like the song in the next scene but i think i liked more the idea of what was going on in the song rather than Mm. the song itself like the song is good but i really liked the idea of graffiti coming to life and Mm -hmm. i don't think that that was in the original version because it was not in the 2015 version Mm -hmm. so that was one of the changes that they made to the movie version that i actually really liked i thought it was such a cool idea to have graffiti well it was the munchkins cursed to become graffiti but just the way they did it i thought was so cool and i kind of missed that in the 2015 version like Mm -hmm. i'm fine with them wanting to be more faithful to the original that's fine but i did really like the whole scene with the graffiti peeling out and then starting to dance i was confused at first though it's like what are these? Because they were like making these noises when they were approaching. I was like, are these supposed to be the flying monkeys? (laughs) But no, it was, it was just a really cool idea. I thought just the graffiti coming to life. I agree. I agree. That that was fun. And then you meet in this version, they call her miss one, the good witch of the North, but that's not her name. I keep wanting to call her tatty poo, but that was the book. I think. Oh yeah. I forget this. Add a pearl. Oh, that's right. So in the Wiz version, her name is Ada Pearl, but they changed her name to Miss One for the movie version. And I'm not sure why they had her like obsessed with numbers. And I can't remember if that was like something with 
from the book or not. But even if it was, they changed it from the Wiz stage version because mm. that wasn't how she was. And I actually, I liked the version in the movie, but I really liked the version in the 2015 one. Yeah. Like, she was just so much more fun and energetic, and I loved her costume, and I loved her hair. That was another change that they made that it, it was okay, but like the 2015 one, that was the best. It yeah. was just so much more fun. He's the Wiz and he lives in Oz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's another good song. Like, there's so many good songs in this. I really like most of the songs. And a lot of them in the, the movie version, I thought were really boring. Yeah. Like, I was, like, so bored. I started doing something else when it was happening. But then when I watched the 2015 version, it was like, actually, I really like this song because they were doing yeah. it so much better. Yeah, like I said, the choreography was just really flat. And just, I don't know, it just... It wasn't interestingly filmed, uh, edited. It just, I don't know. It is kind of boring. Yeah. I agree. I think that was part of my problem is because the shots were so static. Like yeah. it, you'd have like long shots of her just kind of walking and she'd be just this tiny figure walking across. Yeah. Song. Like in the next scene when she leaves, she's walking through all these ru- ruined buildings. It's really boring. She's just, yeah. and I didn't really even, because I was not paying attention, I didn't really know where she'd gone. And I had to rewind it and then like fast forward through it to figure out what was going on because she left and then she was, it seemed like a post-apocalyptic landscape. Like all these ruined buildings like sitting out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. I was like, how did she get from that city to here? And I still don't think it makes a whole lot of sense because I feel like the, it's supposed to be one place. But whatever. <laughs> I guess it's fine. Yeah. But there was a character here that I think they added to the movie version. This creepy little man with a tray full of dolls. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, d- I don't know who that's supposed to be. I don't think it's from the book. I don't think it's from the stage version. I think they added it to the movie version. There's uh-huh. like this creepy tune that plays when he's around that I kind of liked the creepy tune because it actually made me feel creeped out. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I, I actually like that like slightly creeped out feeling, but I didn't know who he was supposed to be. He was there and then he ran away and she calls after him and he doesn't stop. And you don't see him again until much later. It was just a weird scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, yeah. Is he, is he supposed to be one of the, like one of work for the witch? I don't know. Keeping when an I, eye on saw her? Him, I was like, is this a flying monkey? Because he doesn't look particularly human. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know what to make of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what then, do you think of, of home as a, as a ballad, as an I want song? Is that the one she's singing while she's walking? Yeah, the that, I, I mean, it was fine, but I was really bored. <laughs> like I said, and uh, I think it was much better in the 2015. Yeah. Version. I think it's such a pretty song and but yeah I agree it's much better in the uh, the uh, the new one. Uh, the, most uh, of the slower songs are like that. They're just so boring in the movie version. Mm-hmm. But then this is where you first meet the scarecrow and he's being tormented by crows. And are these crows supposed to be a reference to the Dumbo crows? 
because they they reminded me so much of the Dumbo Crows. Yeah. And I, only this version, because in the next <laughs> version, they didn't seem like that at all. Yeah. Like, is the movie version supposed to be referencing the Dumbo Crows? <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's hard to say. I definitely got those vibes. Because uh, one they... even had glasses. Like, in Dumbo, there was a crow with glasses, so I... I was like, this is a weird thing for it to be referencing. Yeah, it could definitely be. I, I, I you'd have to ask the people making it, but I, I definitely got those vibes for sure. But the the crows here were almost creepy because of their giant nose beaks. Like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have this problem in the 2015 version. I loved the crows in the 2015 version, but these ones were weird and creepy, and I hated their giant noses. It was just, ugh. But the ones in the 2015 version, I thought were really cool. They had great costumes. They actually had some of them strung up on wires so they could fly around the stage. It just, it made them seem a whole lot more crow-like, even though they weren't wearing fake beaks. Yeah. <laughs> the 2015 version was so much better. Yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking with that because it did look really weird yeah. for sure. I agree. And you've got uh, probably Michael Jackson at the height of his powers uh, in this. <laughs> so yeah. uh, he brings some energy, I think, to both of I really, his songs. I really liked the choice, and I think it was unique to the movie version, to have him stuffed full of like a shredded book and he was pulling out quotes and reading quotes while he's just he finds mm-hmm. random quotes and they're fitting for the what they're going through it's a little contrived but i i liked it mm-hmm. I, I thought it added something nice to his character but yeah. that wasn't in the 2015 version so i think that they made it up just they added it version. yeah but this is where t- <laughs> i realized in watching the 2015 version at this point that oh wait she left Toto back home. Toto didn't go to Oz with her. Because <laughs> yeah. in this version of the movie, Toto is like instrumental in chasing the crows away. So when she got to this scene, I was like, I, I realized, wait, Toto can't chase the... Where, where's Toto? Because I, I think that they changed that for the 2015 version just because it would be hard to have a dog on stage for this live television production. Right. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. But I was just at this scene, I was just struck with Toto's missing. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't see him again until the very end in that version. Mm-hmm. But then, then they, you have the scarecrow teaming up with Dorothy and going, that's where you get the song ease on down the road, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is from the stage play because maybe it is. And maybe they changed it for 2015 version. I don't know. But in the 2015 version, it plays out a lot closer to the book. And in the movie version, you find the Tin Man in an abandoned amusement park, and he's some sort of automaton. And I think they were trying to, like, it's, it's sort of like a dystopian version of Coney Island, I think is what they were trying to do. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So was that from the Wiz stage version? Like when you were all the there. New York stuff isn't in there. Okay. So that was another thing that changed for the movie then. So he's this automaton character and he says he, something like he's been crushed under his fourth wife because there's this other giant metal person 
like sitting on him, but she's not alive. She's just there crushing him. (laughs) So they rescue him from underneath her. And that's where you get another fun song, which is Slide Some Oil to Me. I think there was another song before that in the movie version, but it's not in the Wiz 2015 version. So I think that they added that to the movie version. But I think the first one was a little more forgettable because I really like Slide Some Oil to Me. Yeah, the 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 more the, the more soul kind of based songs, less poppy are definitely better in this. The more upbeat, more uh, I think are are stronger. So then you get to the lion, which I I sort of liked their choice with the lion, and I sort of didn't because I liked the fact that the lion was a statue outside of the library. I thought that was really cool touch because. It's New York. They've got the big lion statues. Yeah. But then they had him just hiding inside the statue. I wanted the statue to come to life. I thought that would have made. Oh yeah. I thought that would have made so much more sense. Instead, he just he's hiding there and he bursts out. And I thought that was kind of dumb. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but I think in the 2015 version, it's a lot closer to the book again, where he's in the woods. So was he? in the woods in the stage version like when you were um no that's going back a ways i I can't remember where he was uh in i can't sorry i just feel like overall the choice to have him in the woods is better yeah i mean he definitely wasn't in an apocalyptic uh coney island or or uh or museum (laughs) know that for sure but i cannot remember i think he was in the woods but i'm not positive so don't hold me to that it makes more sense to have him in the woods just because it's closer to the book but i did if he was like the statue that came to life i would like that better i don't know Mm -hmm. why i just would that makes sense yeah for sure and then you have his song i'm a mean old lion which i kind of liked but it was one i was more middling on it was fine Mm -hmm. and then you get (laughs) <laughs> the creepy gremlin man again <laughs> because they all go down to the subway and this pr- this part is not in the 2015 version so i'm assuming that this is all added mm-hmm. because this creepy man with all the dolls he's following them he's making his little hooting flute noises and it's creepy and then two of his dolls grow gigantic and start chasing them around the subway I don't know why. I don't know what this is supposed to be. I don't know if it's supposed to reference any scene in the book. It's just weird. But then it gets even weirder because garbage cans start coming to life and growing teeth and eating the scarecrow. And then columns, like subway columns, like support beams, start ripping themselves out of the place and start chasing them. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, what is so going weird. on here? <laughs> this is bizarre. And not in a good bizarre way. It's just a bizarre, bizarre way. Right. Yeah. The the, the columns are especially bizarre. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what is this even supposed to be here for? I think that they had in in our version uh, at this point, the basically like the poppies were kind of like a Greek chorus. They were always kind of sort of, they were a little bit in the background. And then they're, okay. they're yeah, I think that's how it was. Well, in the my 2015 version, they had a scene that was not in this version 
where they were chased and it's pronounced, I don't know how it's pronounced. I always pronounce it Kaleidas. They called them Kaleidas, but they're not what was in the book. In the book, Kaleidas are half bear, half tiger. Uh-huh. In this version, they talk like they're supposed to be shapeshifters. And one is one even looks like her mother and is like calling after her and trying to get her to give her the silver shoes. And then they all start attacking them. And they're, they're like, I don't know what they're supposed to look like because they're like have glowing red eyes. They're all black. It's just kind of creepy, but they're not Kaleidos from the book. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if that was from the stage version or if they added it only to the 2015 version, but then that leads into the poppy scene in the 2015 version. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember it being like Greek chorus. Uh, That was kind of that role. But then you get to the poppies that after the, that in the movie version too, after the columns and garbage cans can't come to life <laughs> for some reason, when they escape the subway, the they get to the poppies. And I thought when I was watching it, I thought it was supposed to be some sort of nightclub. And these were like nightclub dancers. But apparently they're supposed to be prostitutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I thought that maybe that was something from the stage play because it's supposed to be like the inner city version of wizard of Oz. But I think certainly not the way we did it, (laughs) but I think that they only added that to the movie because in the 2015 version, the poppies are like literal flowers. They're humanoid of course, but they're like literal flowers. And I think that the whole scene is it supposed to be like an analogy to drugs because the poppies throw glitter on them. Like, I think basically, yeah, I mean, I think it's just an... Well, poppies are the source of opium. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's what it was supposed to be referenced. I think those always have been kind of an analogy. The, the poppies are always kind of an analogy to, to, to drugs a little bit. Even in the book? Well, yeah. That I mean, I haven't read the book in like 20 years but um i guess i haven't either so (laughs) (laughs) but i I think i mean i think that the witch is trying to drug them okay that's why she used poppies but i could be wrong either way they get knocked out in the movie version in the 2015 version the lion ties up the poppies and they escape fine Mm. i don't know what what the the original stage play is supposed yeah. to happen. I don't know what the original intent for that scene was, but it was very different in both versions. Mm. Like extremely different, especially if they are actually supposed to be prostitutes. Right. <laughs> I when I was watching it, I thought they were supposed to be like seedy lounge dancers. Right. But <laughs> I guess it kind of makes sense because they were in kind of a back alley. So yeah. who knows? That was one of the things where it was like, this is kind of dark. And I was like, the movie was rated G and I was like, I don't know if I would rate this G today. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a time before, uh, before PG 13. And, and, uh, and so I, I feel like everything was kind of bumped up one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the PG was really like, there's some PG from the eighties that is like, well, this is like an R rating. Oh, wow. Now. I, 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 I discovered that one time when I borrowed something in the library. <laughs> Traumatized teenage me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful. So in this one, since they're knocked out, they they have like a 
brief i don't know what they 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 find themselves on the roof for some reason and i don't know what wakes them up because they're like drugged and like in the book they get woken up by wait no it's the mice that wake them up in the book in the movie it's glenda like the mgm version uh-huh so i don't know what's supposed to be waking them up in this version like the scarecrow and the tin man are like sobbing over them and then they're suddenly awake for some reason i didn't get yeah. it yeah i was True. confused <laughs> yeah i think they just wake up i can't remember yeah i don't know <laughs> but then there was another song the lion he acts like he's gonna leap off the building and there's another song here that was really boring but then i think it's the same song in the 2015 version that i actually liked yeah. so it's another one where they did something in the movie version and it just kind of ruined the song yeah it's just kind of joyless it just yeah yeah i agree so then you get to emerald city and this is another thing that i actually did like emerald city is basically new york except green and i really liked that visual even with the weird apple floating in the sky (laughs) which was bizarre but i liked the idea of emerald city looking like new york yeah i just thought it was a cool idea yeah yeah it is it's pretty it's pretty creative it's another thing where i feel like they had a good opportunity and they just kind of missed it Mm -hmm. yeah i agreed so then they get inside of emerald city and everything is like a fashion catwalk right and i was this from the stage play version because it's that's definitely not how we did it version um it is but it isn't we because i because i was a, a munchkin in emerald city uh and a resident and then i am uh and then a, a flying monkey and for the flying monkeys we actually got like uh painters um su- like suits you know that you wear when you're painting and we we uh we spray painted them with all different colors and uh and we would we kind of did the oh yeah <laughs> and kind of thing but honestly i was so like fixated on trying to remember my dance moves that <laughs> i didn't i didn't worry about what anyone else was doing because it was Mm. it was so hard for me to remember those dance moves Mm. uh but yeah i mean i i think we were pretty simple like we had all of us at the um, emerald city on kind of a platform and then the the uh had the wizard singing his song and uh yeah but it wasn't like a catwalk the reason that I was wondering if it was from the stage play or not, because I don't think that they did this in the 2015 version. Everything changed color twice. Like it started out green and then there was a proclamation from the wizard that everything should be red. And then they had another dance number like catwalk thing. And then there was another proclamation. Everything turned gold and they did it again. And I liked the visuals, but I didn't like it narratively, especially because Emerald city is supposed to be green always. Yeah. So they didn't do that for the 2015 version so i just figured that that was something they added to the movie version right and another bizarre thing in the movie version while the catwalk thing is happening there are cameras and microphones walking around like they're living creatures (laughs) like they look you can tell it's a costume with a person inside it 
but it's the camera and microphone themselves that are just walking around supposedly filming people and i thought it was kind of funny there's a cbs logo on them except the the circle in the middle of the the eye of the cbs logo is oz like the the o and the z together oh wow you got such a good good attention to detail to notice that well i i found it kind of funny especially later learning that cbs before the movie was out before it bombed cbs pledged like 10 million dollars to get the airing rights to the to the movie like to air it on tv uh-huh so I, i'm guessing that this is supposed to be like product placement for them <laughs> <laughs> like this is supposed to represent the oz version of their cameras right <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was really funny that is funny for sure <laughs> they get called up to the wizard after the whole catwalk thing and there's the giant head thing but the giant head thing looked horrible <laughs> And the like, the in the um play the wizard has a song so they cut that they cut that out oh yeah because there is a song in the 2015 version oh and yeah. we should talk about the 2015 version here because you f- find out who plays the wizard at this point and it's Queen Latifah mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like I I liked the choice because I was like having Queen Latifah play the wizard but still playing him as male i was like it kind of gives him a a different androgynous other otherworldly quality i'd like ah, that's how i felt about it and i really liked that and mm-hmm. then of course you find out that it the wizard really is female she's just been pretending to be male for some reason yeah so know. you wanted to see the wizard that's the name of the song that the wizard okay. sings i really liked that scene and i liked that song too mm-hmm. yeah so that's fun. that was another thing that they missed the mark by cutting that out that's but, why it's so much fun to do for, like I said, for high school, because there's just so many solos. Yeah. Like, every lead character basically has their own song, which is the best for, for kids. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that when I was watching it, but it would be the perfect one for like a high school to do, because mm-hmm. nobody hogs the spotlight by getting all the songs. Yeah, like my sister, her school did Into the Woods, which is a beautiful and very difficult uh Sondheim musical but the problem I have with it, I don't really love the third act but but the problem I have with it is it's not a good one for high school because it only has like 12 people in the cast and very few uh like there's a limited number of people that have songs and and uh and so it's it's not a good one I don't think for high school to do hmm. uh we also did Bye Bye Birdie which is a really really fun one uh for school for high school to do because it has lots of crowd scenes and it has lots of solos. So that's perfect to me. And it's just fun. Cause you can, you get to play half of the people get to play, you know, stodgy gr- grown ups, and half of them get to play teenagers. Hmm. So it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I so. never, th- I never think about stuff like that. Cause like I was never involved in any sort of drama thing. Like I was homeschooled. Uh, it would have been weird to, for me to be putting on a play oh, with yeah. my four brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think that, but... it, that as many people that want to participate should be allowed to participate. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't do shows that only have, you know, like something like Diary of Anne Frank might be a beautiful show, a uh, beautiful play, but it's got six parts, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, hardly anyone gets to participate. Uh, but but yeah it's such a positive experience and and like how do kids know if they liked something if they never get a chance to try Mm -hmm. no i think if i'd have been in any sort of 
I don't know, public or private school, I probably would have tried out for something like that because I yeah. we did like singing and stuff. But that was one of the things that I never really even thought about. Like, I don't feel like I missed out on anything because I never wanted to because it wasn't ever something like it was available, I guess. Yeah. But I probably would have tried if I had been around something like that. Yeah. But anyway, after this, the wizard tells them that he wants them to kill the witch. Like, he just says he wants them straight up killed. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, that that's a little more direct than either the movie version or even the book version. Because in the movie version, he wants the broom. And in the book version, he wants the magic eye. Right, yeah. I mean, to do to get either of those things, you basically will have to kill the witch. But this one is just like straight to the point. Nope, I want the witch dead. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. So like, he's really blunt about it. Kill the witch and then I'll grant your wishes. <laughs> And I don't like how they do so how they do don't nobody bring me and no bad news in this because that's such a fun song and it should be done with just so much like spunk in it. You know, when I wake up in the afternoon, which pleases me to do, don't nobody bring me no bad news. And in here it's just I don't know. It's not not my favorite. Uh and uh, in- I, I think it's way better in, in 2015 and just even in every version it's better it's just a fun song yeah i think in this scene meeting the witch the movie version was the worst version like for sure in every way because the (laughs) witch there was nothing even fun about her yeah like i i liked the 2015 version a lot better just because she had more personality i guess this one she was just like she was an evil sweatshop owner i guess i don't know i don't know what she was supposed to be exactly yeah and there's like nobody she's singing really the song to no, she's just kind of singing she's not interacting with anybody really and so yeah, it's just i don't know the song she was like pointedly singing to specific people in the 2015 version yeah so it made, made a whole lot more sense it's another one of those things where they totally missed the mark in the movie version yeah but in the movie version she's also hideously gross like she has weird gross teeth she's just gross but the 2015 version she's like beautiful in an evil way maybe kind of like more on the maleficent side of evil Uh she holds herself in a certain way that the movie version did not the movie version was just gross (laughs) like she's supposed to be gross like she the way she walked everything about her was just like I don't know. Gross is the only thing I can think of think of to say. She just she didn't have yeah. as much personality or poise or. Well, um, and the 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 fire sprinkler is really stupid. If she was yeah. a, if she was like allergic to water, why on earth would she install a fire system sprinkler system? Like if, that's if crazy. that is in the original play, it makes more sense the way they did it in the 2015 version. Like in the 2015 version, they did have the bucket. But yeah. if if they had done the sprinkler system, I would have still said it made more sense because in the 2015 version, the witch has taken over a factory. Like it was never hers. She just took it over. Mm-hmm. But in this version, the factory is hers. So she obviously yeah. had the sprinkler system installed. Right. So she's <laughs> basically signed her own death warrant here, <laughs> which is really stupid of her. Yeah. She agreed. just didn't seem very smart at all. And like... 
she has the flying monkeys, which she sends out to capture Dorothy and her friends. I loved the flying monkeys in the 2015 version. Yeah. But in the movie version, they were awful. (laughs) They were the most gross, horrible, creepy lipped gorilla people who ride motorcycles. (laughs) It was like, why did they put so little effort into these monkeys? Because the monkeys are supposed to be like the most memorable thing. And these were, these were really gross and ugly, but compared to all the other stuff, totally forgettable. But the monkeys in the 2015 version, I think they hired from the credits. I think they hired Cirque du Soleil people to be the monkeys Mm. because they had them doing all sorts of acrobatic flips I think they had some of them strung up on wires. The whole scene was just so cool and looked great. But everybody rejoiced should be a fun song like that. uh, But it's just, it's not great. No, I was not impressed with the flying monkeys at all. I, I did wonder though, with the flying monkeys being a motorcycle gang, have you ever seen the Muppets Wizard of Oz? I have not. I've heard mixed things. I have. I've. The monkeys are a motorcycle gang in that one too, and I'm wondering if the Muppets took a cue from the Wiz. But like you said, in the movie version, she gets hit by a sprinkler system, and that <laughs> melts her. And then in the 2015 version, she gets hit by the water bucket. Yeah, and which is way better. In, in the was her chair supposed to be a toilet? Because mm-hmm. there was like a flushing noise when yeah. she like, like the 2015 version, way better. She like, right. she like the, the special effects, that would have been like impressive to see in real life. Like she's in a specific place where she needs to stand because she's going to be pulled underneath while being covered in smoke. But in the movie version, she's sitting on her chair and she just sort of falls backwards. And you can tell she's falling into a hole because they make no attempt to cover her up with steam or smoke or whatever. And then it sounds like I, I could have sworn there was a toilet flushing noise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, there definitely is a toilet. This is really dumb. <laughs> In the movie version, what was going on with the Winkies? <laughs> because first they look like these horrible ogre people. Like yeah. they have really awful faces and they're in these. Bulk- yeah. And then it turns into like a nightclub. Basically. I, it was weird but then at this point you get the weirdest scene i mean there's a lot of weird scenes but the winkies they all start unzipping their faces and it turns out that they're actually hot (laughs) they were horribly ugly and now they're beautiful and i don't know if that was supposed to be a curse being lifted or if she just made them wore these bags over their head yeah they start unzipping their faces but they don't stop with their faces they unzip everything and suddenly they're all dancing around in their underwear. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden it's like a nightclub scene. Now? <laughs> <laughs> this, it was so bizarre. Yeah. So bizarre. And this is another <laughs> thing. It's like, why is this rated G? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, at best, this is PG, and I would give it PG 13 for this scene alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> kids don't need to see all these people dancing around in their underwear. Yeah, and there's really nothing in this movie for for kids. Like it's just no, not. No, not really. Like, Dorothy's not even a kid. Like there's no nothing for kids. Yeah, this if if I wanted to show a kid 
the Wiz. I would show them the 2015 version in a hard oh, for sure. This thing, this thing is not. I, I really don't know who this one was made for because, I, I mean, I like some of the choices, but I don't think I would choose to watch it again. It's just, yeah. If I want the Wiz experience, I'm going to watch the 2015 version. Yeah, I agreed for sure. But yeah, that that whole scene, that was just weird. The the 2015 version has a similar scene, but it's basically they're taking off their work uniforms and they have dance costumes underneath. Yeah, I think that we actually took off the the painter suit thing uh, okay. and uh, and then had some kind of bright clothing or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's basically what the 2015 version did. And that, yeah. that made more sense and it, it was a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was random underwear dance party. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then in this version, they get a ride on the flying monkeys' bikes, which right. didn't happen in the 2015 version because the flying monkeys are not a motorcycle gang. <laughs> and the in the movie version they go in a back way to get into see the wizard to tell him that the witch is dead and in the 2015 version they have to trick the doorman which i don't remember what happened in the book so i don't remember if the that's close to the book or not but either way that's how it happens mm-hmm. so they get in and in the movie version all of the wizard's things are just lying around in an empty room. Like even the giant head. Uh-huh. And he's like asleep in his pajamas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens in the, in the 2015 version, but I think it's basically the same, except here they find out that the wizard is actually female. And a lot of it happens similarly, aside from the gender reveal. And the wizard in the movie version, he talks about being like a failed politician at, in Atlantic City. And like he was making one last bid for office as a dog catcher, <laughs> trying to drop leaflets from a hot air balloon when he was whisked off to Oz. And in the 2015 version, it basically happened in the way that it was the, in the book, I think. Like she worked at a carnival, I think. I don't know. Either way, she was in Omaha, Nebraska, like she's supposed to be. Right. But there was one line in the movie version that I actually loved. (laughs) I don't know if this is supposed to be a quote from somebody, but it's one of the times where the scarecrow pulls out a quote from his body. And when he talks about being a politician, he says, public office is the last refuge of the incompetent. (laughs) (laughs) And I about died laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's just little moments like that that I really did like in the movie version. Just the overall experience was not cohesive enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are some some moments, but uh and some of the singing is is fine. Mm -hmm. But uh but yeah, not uh doesn't work together. But in the in the twenty fifteen version it plays out quite similarly to how it's supposed to in the book. But in the movie version, uh, he can't even get the hot air balloon working. He's not even going to try. He's, like, really pathetic. Dorothy is the one who, quote-unquote, gives her friends the gifts. Like, she tells them how how brave they are, how much heart they have, how smart they are. Which I did, like, it made sense. 
but it didn't happen the way it was supposed to. It was a good choice for this version, I guess, though. And then you have Glenda coming in, and that's where you get the reveal that this giant celestial goddess is actually the good witch of the South. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I still don't know what all those star babies were supposed to be. (laughs) It's just weird. (laughs) I do like Believe in Yourself. I think it's a pretty song. It's not done that. It's pretty bland here. But yeah. when it's done well, I think it's 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 a very pretty song. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the everything from here to the end, basically in the movie version, I was just kind of bored by, especially Dorothy's song when she's leaving. Yeah, but it's such a pretty song, but yeah, not done, not done that well. So, yeah, in the 2015 version, everything plays out so much more entertainingly. Like yeah. the Good Witch of the North comes back at a pearl. And she introduces Glenda. And in the 2015 version, Glenda is played by Uzo Aduba. And you probably don't know this, but I recognize her as the voice of Bismuth on Steven Universe. Oh, okay. So I know that she has a great singing voice. So she was perfect. Yeah, she was. She was good. She's famous, I guess, for being on the show Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that, but I recognized her as the voice of Bismuth. Although, I just remembered, there was something about the 2015 version that I didn't like. The end of the 2015 version played out very similarly to the book, but in the end, the one really dumb choice that I thought to change was not having the balloon leave on accident. The balloon leaves without her on purpose because she chose to stay behind. And this is the dumbest reason. Like, I love the movie up until this point. I was like, what? She chose to stay behind because the wizard was going back to Omaha. Like, her whole her whole dilemma in the movie was trying to figure out which was home. Because she was born in Omaha. That's where her parents were. And her parents died. And her aunt and uncle were in Kansas. So she had to figure out where she thought home was. So in the end, they had her choose not to go back to Omaha because that wasn't home. I guess in their mind, she's choosing her aunt over her memories of her parents. But I thought that this was the dumbest thing because Nebraska is literally right next to Kansas. Just get an Uber. (laughs) I don't know what time period this is supposed to be, but you can find transportation between Nebraska and Kansas. A whole lot yeah. easier than Oz. And- right. <laughs> so that was dumb. But then it leads into the whole Glenda showing up. And yeah, it turned it turned out fine. But I was like, that is a really dumb choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'll get right you that. <laughs> the wizard is whisked away by the balloon, which brings in the, the good witch. So after she comes in and sings her song, that's when Dorothy has her song. And movie version, I was so bored. Like, it's like her, she's flying through a tunnel and there was like flashbacks happening. Like for the movie that you just watched, there's flashbacks (laughs) of things that she'd been through. And the song is so long. I was so bored. Mm -hmm. The 2015 version doesn't do that. I don't remember exactly how it plays out, but I was not bored. In the movie version, she gets home and walks into the house and that's it. 
Like you don't even see her aunt and uncle again. And in the 2015 version, I don't know how it is in the stage play, but even at the beginning, the uncle was not around. Like I'm sure he was there. He just wasn't part of the show. Uh huh. So when she gets home, like they have the whole click your heels together three times and she actually gets home and she sees her aunt again. Like they meet up at the end. And Toto, of course, like I said, was missing in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So they had to have Toto come back at the end and have like them be reunited. But anyway, the end of the end of the 2015 version, so much better in every way. I agree. (laughs) It's just, it has way more heart and you feel the connection more. It's just, just way better. So, yeah. So the Wiz is a show that I do have a fondness for because it was a very, exciting experience to be in it uh the movie is not my favorite but honestly most most movies based on musicals are not the best uh there's obviously some good ones but they struggle to translate broadway into into movies for the most part so yeah and i think that they struggled with this one because yes they definitely did like i said i i felt like there was so many good ideas here but they just missed the market almost every turn they they nailed some things they had some really good ideas but they totally missed the mark on almost everything i agree but the 2015 version so much better in every way i guess that that's about all i've got um yeah this is a good version or a good adaptation depending on who is doing it <laughs> oh yeah yeah it has a lot of energy i think the songs are pretty fun I mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, not a great not a great movie yeah no if you can find a copy of the stage version which i believe they released on dvd the 2015 version definitely watch that one i actually went and found that it's in my amazon basket waiting to be bought when i feel uh-huh. like I money because <laughs> i liked it so much i'm not planning on buying the 78 version no <laughs> <laughs> no well, there's always it was a fun bit of nostalgia to go back and uh, remember uh, getting to be in the Wiz. So thanks for yeah. having me on. Yeah, that that was the main reason that I wanted you to be on the Wiz episode with me, just because you knew the play a little more than I did. Yeah. Well, a lot more because you were in it, and I just saw it at Best Buy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was fun. Well, I think we're going to be doing uh, another episode of christmas carol countdown in december yeah i'm really looking forward to that for sure yeah me too i always love finding new versions and i think you've found some interesting ones for me so (laughs) that'll be fun so we will see you in december and do you want to let people know where they can find you in the meantime Yes, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes and YouTube and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also I'm the host of the Hallmarkies podcast. And uh, so we have a ton of fun doing that. We're just diving into Christmas already and (laughs) I'm really ready to go. So uh, check that out. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. 
Thanks again to Rachel for joining me for this episode. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. These first two episodes so far have been quote-unquote reruns, reusing episodes from my Oztober series last year on my iHeartMovies podcast. But next time will be a brand new episode. But it's going to be about a movie I've already talked about, just not at length. Last year I discovered a Wizard of Oz-themed horror movie, and I decided that for the sake of completion, I was going to cover it. The movie was called Flying Monkeys, and it was atrocious. And I cannot believe I'm revisiting it, especially for a full-length podcast. But I've had so much fun talking about bad movies with Nikki of Trivial Theater that I decided it might be worth it subjecting myself to this mess again. But only because I knew I'd probably get a good conversation out of it. I mean, I was right. We had a good time talking about it. But it didn't make watching the film any better. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, that's next time. So we'll see you then on every version ever. Thanks for listening.